Hello and welcome. Are you feeling festive? Can you? With fuel prices rising every day, today they've hit a new high. The price of petrol in Delhi is 107 rupees per litre. It's 113 rupees in Mumbai. Petrol is above the 100 rupee a litre mark in all major cities and diesel has crossed that level in more than a dozen states. Now, while the government is reportedly in talks with oil exporting countries to keep prices under check, the surging petrol and diesel prices are now becoming a major concern for the common man. And because it matters to you, we're discussing it on Meet the People tonight. The government says that these rates are due to unrelenting hikes in international oil prices and they point out that India imports more than 80% of its oil supplies. But the reality is that the price of crude oil in the international market course does have a significant impact on domestic fuel prices. However, high taxes are also seen as a major reason for the rise in fuel prices. Now, here's what you're actually paying for at the pump. Take a look at this graphics on your screen. Currently, more than half of the money paid by the consumer to purchase fuel goes towards some tax or the other. So what you're paying for is there's the price of crude oil, and then there are central taxes or central levies like excise duties, etc. Then there are state taxes like VAT and CES, and there's also the dealer commission and refining costs. So why won't the government ease the burden on the arm RB? Do they not have options? And what will happen if these hikes continue? We're going to try and speak with average Indians across the country to try and understand what is at stake and how do the prices of petroleum products interact with other parts of the Indian economy in a connected economy. Let's try and break it down. First, let's go across to Bangalore. K. Ganesh, uh, promoter of Big Basket, uh, Portia Medical and Fresh Menu joins us. Uh, Ganesh, thanks for your time. You currently run GrowthStory.in, right? That's a leading venture building platform that promotes and incubates new ventures along with great entrepreneurs. Now, uh, over the years, I mean, I'm just looking at this long list. You promote leading companies like Big Basket, India's largest e-grocery company. There's Portia Medical. That's the largest and fastest growing, I might add, home health company. There's uh, Bluestone.com, online jewelry company, fresh menu, uh, uh, largest uh, B2C food tech company, few. It just, I mean, it goes on and on. But I want to try and really understand, you promote new ventures and entrepreneurs. And India is supposed to be the home churning out these new ventures, these out-of-the-box thinkers. Uh, how does this affect that big growth story, that India growth story? Yeah, so this uh, obviously is a big concern for all of us. Uh, it affects the common man, it affects entrepreneurs, it affects businesses, both SMEs as well as uh, startup businesses. But what is particularly telling is, over the last few years, we have seen a couple of developments. One, the uh, online and hyperlook. Uh, Ganesh, could you hold that thought? Can we just try and uh, reconnect to Ganesh? I want to hear uh, he's making an, a, an interesting point there. Let's go across to Amit Garg uh, of Mahindra. He um, is a car dealer with Mahindra and Mahindra Jaguar, Land Rover and, and a Bajaj car dealer. So across uh, the board, all ranges. But um, Mr. Garg, uh, Amit, uh, far from acknowledging the pain that the consumer is feeling at the pump, the UP Minister Upendra Tiwari defended the Narendra Modi government's decision to maintain high taxes on fuel prices by claiming that these skyrocketing prices, value of petroleum products, is only borne by 5% of the country's population. He's basically saying that only a small 
elite number of Indians use cars and certainly the cars that you deal with. So these prices don't really impact most Indians. Is that what you've seen? Actually, right now, the industry is going through a, a very bad crisis because of shortage and chips, of, uh, shortage of chips and uh, uh, lack of manufacturing in, sure. uh, because of that. Uh, so we are not able to cater half of the demand, uh, what normal demand is. So right now, we are not fe feeling any impact. But yes, eventually, when the production will ramp up and, and, uh, and the production will be surplus, uh, and we'll be able to cater up this normal uh, demand and what the pent-up demand is because of the shortage of chips. Yes, definitely when the economy will go through a crisis, eventually we will also get a hit. No, so there's a double uh, whammy right now, in the industry. You're saying there's a double whammy in the industry because of the shortage of chips. Yeah. But what I'm picking up on is, so are you saying then the demand is normal? Uh, demand is normal because of the reason, we because we are not able to supply we are not able to supply even the half of the demand. No, so demand so, hasn't been affected by high fuel prices. India still wants. Uh, right now, right now, right now, yes. Uh, for for two wheelers, demand is very very low. Two two wheeler demand is very very low, and uh, because that's the sec uh, that's the section of the uh, society uh, which actually uh, feels the heat uh, in the first go. So right now. Uh, we are feeling the heat in two-wheeler, but in four-wheeler, because of lack of uh, production and everything, still uh, we haven't uh, feel the heat mm. Uh, mm. of this rising fuel prices. But yes, eventually, when the production will ramp up and the economy will uh, will be showing a negative uh, because of this, the, the price prices and everything will be high. Mm. But then eventually, yes, we will also uh, feel the heat in the four-wheeler segment also. That's what I personally believe. So basically what you're saying is the the takeaway is that two-wheelers, they consume less uh, diesel and petrol, but they're also likely to be the ones who have been, let's say, adversely impacted by the economic slowdown or uh, the pandemic over the last few years. So they would be in a double whammy, right? Just as the economy right. is starting to recover. So they're the most affected right. or the right. first affected. Right. Okay. Right. Um, uh, right. Ganesh, back up. Can we try, uh, Mr. Okay, we don't have uh, Mr. Ganesh yet, but let's go across to Madan Sabnavis, then Chief Economist uh, at uh, Care Ratings. So, uh, Mr. Sab Fadnavis, what, is, what does this mean for overall inflation? Does fuel inflation drive up overall uh, inflation? Because I think retail inflation seems to be at a, at a low in, in, in September. How does one, how does one explain that? Actually, if you look at uh, inflation, I think there's a double impact which comes in. I think one part is when we look at uh, the cost of uh, running your vehicles, that is, you're looking at the energy costs, which are actually at a double-digit level right now. So even though uh, headline inflation is around 4.3%, we are having a double-digit number in terms of uh, energy inflation as well as conveyance inflation. But the interesting part is that uh, while we always try to say, like what you had just mentioned, that around 5% of the population is affected because they're the ones who run vehicles, uh, well, that can also be probably counter-argued saying that uh, the number of two-wheelers are actually used by people of the lower middle class. And I think those are the people who actually get affected when the price of petrol goes up. But there is an indirect impact which comes in. And I think that's what we see which permeates all commodities because everything is being transported by trucks which use diesel. So with diesel prices going above 100, there has been a case of saying that your trucking charges have actually, your freight rates actually have gone up on major trunk routes. 
And uh, if you look at really compare it, say, over a year's uh, time, I think it's it's gone up around 20 to 40 percent, depending upon which route we are talking of. So I think there is a, a, a double impact which is there, and it is inflationary. Maybe because overall we don't really see this part coming out. The direct weightage is maybe around 2, 2.5 percent, so it doesn't show that much in terms of the headline inflation. But I think when we are paying higher prices for vegetables, for pulses, edible oils, a part of that is also because of the higher transportation costs. All right. So there's a ripple effect, basically, is what is what we're what we're saying. So you what the minister, UP minister, claiming that only affects five percent. That is certainly not the case, uh, says Mr. Fadnavis. I'm going to give K Ganesh one last. Uh, Mr. Ganesh, can we? Uh, uh, I was asking you about the impact on the growth story. Go ahead. We're going to try you now. Yeah. You know, this has been a, a major impact on the common man and on businesses, including startups. A couple of things have happened in the last recent years. Uh, one clearly is there has been a surge of the on-demand hyper-local businesses. These hyper-local businesses rely on delivery to home, whether it is home healthcare like Portia Medical does, whether it's the food tech companies or aggregators like Swiggy or Zomato uh, or Big Basket, all of that rely on delivery at yes. home. And a very important element of the cost is the delivery cost where it's directly proportional to the fuel price. So one has been a major impact on the business model. The second is uh, that there has been a plethora of gig workers, the gig economy coming up. And so what happens here is every it's a micro-entrepreneur, a freelancer, who is charging the company on a per kilometer basis or per delivery basis, like Amazon delivery partners or Dunso delivery partners. They are charged on a per. Now, when the fuel prices keep increasing again and again and again and again, they cannot go back to Amazon or they can't go back yeah. to a principal and renegotiate the rate on everyday yeah. basis. So they start incurring the losses. So that micro-entrepreneur, that delivery partner, whatever gig economy worker, whatever you may call him, get severely affected because such a big fluctuation. And I'm not blaming the company or the principal because the principal cannot change on daily basis Absolutely. the rates or contract with it. So this has resulted in, you have seen some of the protests, you have seen some of the unionization, people doing it for the gig economy workers or the partners for these aggregators. Uh, it is because that income is getting hurt. There is no way when the prices have gone up by 10%, 15%, 20%, they make money when they are charging the company on a per order or per kilometer basis. So it has got double impact. And from the consumer point of view, I think it's the fact that delivery cost is a significant part of the total cost means no longer is attractive to buy that particular product at home delivery mm. or get that service delivered at home or the food delivered at home. So from all points of view, it's a challenge. I understand the government needs to levy taxes, the government needs money, money for the sake of uh, all the welfare schemes, for the pandemic relief, for the ration, for all of it. I understand all of that fully. But this is untenable. They need to find taxes somewhere else. But the cascading effect and uh, the impact of the fuel price rise on startup, on gig economy workers, on individual small businessmen who are not employed but who are contractors, whatever name you call them to the company, is humongous. And it's very difficult for the company like a Swiggy or a Zomato to change uh, their every dates day. on everyday basis. Fuel prices are rising fuel. every day, consecutive days. Um, uh, 
daily we're reporting this, but what you're saying is a company can't keep going back to the drawing board every day trying to like uh, work out a new arrangement or a new agreement. Mahesh Varma of the BJP now joins us. Mr. Varma, is the government listening? There is a cascading effect. It's very easy for this for ministers to say, oh, you know, it really doesn't affect uh, Indians. It's only 5% of the elite who are affected. That is clearly not the case. तेल की कीमत जो है हमेशा इस देश में एक चुनौती रही है हमेशा इसको लेकर एक राजनीति होती रही है लेकिन समझने की बात यह है कि इसमें जो है आज जो हमारी जरूरत है वो हम कैसे पूरा करें जिस तरह की महामारी का सामना देश किया और हमें वैक्सीन भी लोगों को प्रोवाइड करना था लोगों को जान भी बचानी थी साथ में और भी जो हमारी अर्थव्यवस्था की जरूरत है उसको भी कहीं देख के और जो उचित कदम उठाना चाहिए था वो केंद्र सरकार जो है समय समय पे उठाती रही है अब रही बात की सिर्फ इस तेल की कीमत में केंद्र सरकार को ही ये कहा जाए कि वही इसके लिए जिम्मेवार है तो ये मैं मुझे नहीं लगता कि ये कहना उचित होगा इसमें जो है राज्य सरकार की भी जो अपनी जरूरत है उनको जो अपना खर्चा कहीं ना कहीं से पूरा करना है वो भी कहीं ना कहीं टैक्स जो है इसके ऊपर लादते हैं और उसके वजह से तेल की कीमत ऊपर जाती है अब रही बात की जिस तरह से जो यूजर है जो उपभोक्ता है हमारा उसके ऊपर भार ना पड़े और हमारी जरूरत जो है उसको देखते हुए हम किस तरह से इसका मैनेजमेंट करे इसका मोदी सरकार ने पहले ही कदम उठा लिया था और वो ये है कि जिस तरह से हमने पेट्रोल और डीजल के बजाय जो और वैकल्पिक ईंधन की जरूरत है उसको हम कैसे पूरा करें उसके लिए हमने गैस की पाइपलाइन बिछाना शुरू किया आज प्रधानमंत्री ने जिस तरह से घोषणा करी कि भाई हम चालीस किलोमीटर का जो पाइपलाइन गैसों का हम बिछाने जा रहे हैं जो कि अब लगभग 20,000 के आसपास पूरा हुआ है तो इससे हमें इस बात को थोड़ा सा ताकत मिलती है पेट्रोल और कीमत पेट्रोल और डीजल की जो कीमत है जिसके वजह से कहीं उपभोक्ता जो है वो उसके ऊपर बोझ ना पड़े तो वो भी धीरे धीरे उस तरफ शिफ्ट हो रहा है अपनी गाड़ियों में जैसे सीएनजी किट लगाना सीएनजी का उपयोग करना और पेट्रोल और डीजल से एक जो बात लाइक you are in the business of governance and that's precisely what you need to do crude oil prices went down to 19 dollars a barrel did you hear the government lower oil prices no they did not they were amassing wealth they were amassing filling their coffers by increasing excise and sarah let me let me put it for your viewers there in black and white there are three kinds of excise duty basic excise which is shared between the center and the state special and additional excise special and additional is like a cess which is only and only kept by the central government yeah the vol the 
component of excise which has gone up repeatedly 13 times and through which 24 lakh crore rupees has been collected is actually only special or additional excise it does it is not shared with the states to begin with and just to highlight my point here states were earning on excise duty a rupee and some paisa in 2014 on every liter of petrol sold today states on 57 paisa and the center is actually making 33 rupees on every liter of petrol sold and that's a component that they keep for themselves and ye chunavi rajneeti ki baat mat kariye kyunki aap bhi sadkon pe utarte the aur mujhe lagta hai aap sahi kaam karte the aaj aapke log kehte hain ki sirf 5% ko affect karta hai diesel is the main transport fuel it impacts the cost of cereals vegetables oil egg edible oil everything under the sun how can you even turn around and say these things और इससे पहले क्या इस देश में योजनाएं नहीं चली है क्योंकि आप लोगों को मुफ्त राशन बांट रहे हैं खाद्य सुरक्षा बिल के अंतर्गत जो हम लाए थे इसके पहले क्या योजनाएं नहीं चली हैं उनसे हम मुंह मोड़ देंगे इनडायरेक्ट टैक्सेस लाइक द वंस वी आर चार्जिंग ऑन फ्यूल इंपैक्ट द कॉमन मैन एंड द पुअर द मोस्ट एंड द बीजेपी जस्ट वॉन्ट्स टू टर्न अ ब्लाइंड आई टू दैट एंड टू माई माइंड दैट इज नॉट जस्ट गोइंग टू इम्पैक्ट कंजम्पन इट इज नॉट बिफोर आई कम बैक टू यू मदन सबनवेस डज द गवर्नमेंट नॉट हैव ऑप्शन the government does have options because you know if you look at the situation last year i think revenues had fallen so one could have justified saying that both the center and the states needed to generate more revenue through the petrol and diesel taxes but today if you see i think the government has said very clearly that the gst collections are uh, much higher than what was expected which means we're not having any shortfalls out there so they, there is a very strong okay. reason for rolling back on these taxes because it has not just an inflationary impact because finally at the end of the day it affects monetary policy considerations because when you're looking at the PC you look at the CPI inflation okay it's down at 4.3% in two months time it will go back beyond 5% again we'll be arguing whether there should be an increase in interest rates so i think in order to bring some kind of a sanity among these numbers there is a strong case for saying you lower it because other tax collections are very much on street okay well um you know the common man who's already been facing the brunt of of rising fuel prices also being or going to be hit by high inflation and this to at a time when it hurts us the most during the festive season but can there be uh, some uh, sectors that benefit for example is the solution e vehicles we have manvi rolly marketing communication specialist with uh, yoga network it's a startup it's a ev charging infrastructural company manvi give us a reality check everybody seems to think then so this means we should all move towards electronic uh, vehicles electric vehicles i beg your pardon uh, is it as easy and is that a quick fix solution is that possible so quickly to be honest i really feel it's a quick and quick fix option because uh, the way the prices are increasing we need to come up with a solution that we can at least sustain with and until the fuel prices go down or some other solution comes up there's already a solution out there which we need to focus on that is switching to e mobility and the main thing to switch to e mobility will only happen when there's a faster adoption of infrastructure there's a great build of infrastructure all around that our company for example goigo network is working on to make sure that the infrastructure is available so that people don't have to give a thought on how the petrol Are prices Are you seeing the government pushing on that front? Yes, If, absolutely. Are we is there an awareness that look uh, we import a large uh, 80% of our uh, petroleum and prices are going up we're then dependent on the international rate so let's try and come up with an alternative and let's use this time to build infrastructure are you seeing that 
Absolutely, infrastructure needs to be built instead of pushing. Needs to be, but I think a push from the government. Not really, I would say there's a uh, push from the government towards the side to switch to EV, but obviously there's a lack of mm. infrastructure for which people are still scared or skeptical about the thought that they should go for EV or not. Yeah, because they the, don't want to be stranded the, in the middle of middle of nowhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's try and get some uh, audience uh, reactions. We have Samyukta Thakur and Paridhi Sinha and Ashpreet Kaur. If you could just unmute yourself and go ahead, Samyukta. Uh, hi, uh, good evening, everyone. Thanks for having me here. So we already know that the taxes imposed by states or the center are impacting the fuel prices, and there's a spike in the prices of other commodities as well. So what do you think is the way forward to this? Also, there's uh, the infl- inflation in the fuel prices in advanced economies. We've seen this, um, but how is it treated there versus how it is treated in India? Okay, uh, that's a question we can ask, Mr. Uh, uh, Madan Sabnavis. But before that, uh, Parinidhi Sinha, Parinidhi Sinha, go ahead. Yeah. So global crude oil prices are rising rapidly. due to higher demand and lower supply it has also affected indian crude oil prices uh, so should the government of india try for an alternative source of energy that could be more affordable to indians let's squeeze in one more uh, of our viewers ashpreet kaur good evening everyone thank you for the opportunity so my question is that recently the gst council was held and it was expected that fuel prices will come under gst but that didn't happen we didn't get any head on so what do you have to say about that madan sabnavis could you respond uh, uh, you know how are inflation how is inflation and fuel prices in advanced economies treated uh, as compared to india and if you can also touch upon this why not uh, put this under gst Well, if you look at uh, internationally, we have not had a case where uh, countries tend to tax uh, petrol, pro- I mean energy products at a higher rate in order to garner revenue. So I would say that's been a kind of a specialty for India because we had different kind of conditions. Because other countries, when they went in for a fiscal stimulus last year, they actually ran higher deficits. Our government has been more conservative. Nothing wrong in that, but I think in the kind of path which we chose, we necessarily had to get revenue from somewhere, and that's how we raised it. So I think to go back to the question, what the audience has said, I think the only way in which we can Uh, control the prices just by reducing the taxes because we have no control over the global pr- price of oil. But the World Bank is estimating that next year things should cool down. So in 22 we should be having lower prices. But as of now, with Brent going at 85, we really have few options. But the other issue about GST, yes, I think that was a very strong case for believing that uh, petrol and diesel have to come under GST. But I think the conundrum actually for the government, I think this is a logical thing, is that once I bring it under GST, I'm fixed with a particular rate, even if I charge say 50 percent or 70 percent. Beyond the twenty-eight percent, which is the highest rate right now, there will be an issue when the prices come down. So I think that's one of the reasons why the governments have decided. I think even the states are back to center to say that we should not bring it under GST. On the last part, in terms of alternative fuels, I think that is an interesting thing on EVs. We should remember that when you're talking about EVs, the cost of an EV is very high. I think it only works for passenger vehicles and definitely not for transportation of goods. So I think we are still going to bear this 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 burden of higher uh, transportation costs, which will get embedded into other prices. So I think the indirect impact will continue. So I think we have to take a strong decision 
on the taxes. And my sense is that as of today, I think once people are used to paying 100 rupees plus for petrol and diesel, that becomes a kind of a norm. And I think I don't expect it to go down anytime soon. Even that in is, case that is, oil prices correct. That is very worrying. You don't expect to that go down. Started. And maybe that's what the government is banking on, that we'll all get used to this. We'll forget there was a time that we were paying Absolutely. 70 rupees a litre, but very worrying. And remember, uh, some, uh, you know, some strong decisions need to be taken, hard decisions need to be taken because petroleum products, unprecedented high prices. This is a concern. Remember, India, we're still recovering from a COVID shock. The economy is supposed to pick up and zoom ahead now. But how do they do that at these current fuel prices? Thank you all for joining us on We the People tonight.